0: What's up, everybody? Joe Sieb here with my co-host. Anea Bogue. What up? Rad Parenting. We are back. You don't know that we took a break. A lot of the episodes you've just heard over the last couple of weeks, we pulled together uh, because Anea went to Canada. How I was did? that trip?
1: It was so lovely. My parents live, so half the year they live up in um, a place called Asoyus, Canada, which is like tribal land, wine country. They live right on Lake Asoyus. It's just so beautiful. It's the warmest place in Canada. Um, and just lots of beautiful nature and good people. And it was, it was lovely. It was a lovely week with my, with my family and my mom's 71st birthday. So
0: it was 71st.
1: Good. 71st. Big
0: one. There you I go. Know. And then uh, my you family. had a birthday? I had a birthday too. 50. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it. Yeah. You
1: do not look 50, Joe.
0: I know. I know. It's a trip. I don't, do I?
1: Mm-mm.
0: I people always say, that, you, like, look you don't look 50.
1: And you look super fit after all that surfing. Because oh, my you're gosh. Tanned. Yeah. And, yeah. We
0: went, we went. It was, it, it turned into Karen was so amazing. Uh, every, everyone's been asking me, what did you get for my birthday? And you were yeah. just asking me yes. about my birthday present because you were a part of my birthday present. I got <laughs> I got the best birthday present ever. My daughter and Karen pulled together this video. They must have been working on it for months. And they went out and they well basically they took my phone and got in there to all my emails yeah. and to all of my uh you know f- f- uh, contacts. Yeah. And they just started hitting people up saying, "Hey, send a send a video wishing Joe happy 50th." Yes. And You know, when someone does, well, first of all, I was, I was so stoked because I was like, God, I'm so glad I'm not some sketchy dude with like weird numbers in my phone that like, cause imagine like my wife finding that out right now. Like, oh, "Oh, cool. He's turning 50 and he has a girlfriend. Yeah. That's pretty. He has a whole
1: other family. Yeah. Has another family.
0: So I, you know, I was like, wow, that's so great. Uh. But the video, I'm telling you right now, I got it in the morning. I woke up in the morning and they were like, we've got something to show you. How right?
1: long was it? How long? Because- Hour. I, oh my gosh. That's so it was great. An, I'm
0: telling you though, it was, I was an emotional wreck. Aw. Videos from people that I never expected would take the time to do that. Um, artists that I've worked with. I mean, I mean everyone from like Duff from Guns N' Roses. I know I'm name dropping right <gasps> nice. now. But he's such a sweetheart and he's been a great friend. So like Duff from Guns N' Roses all the way to like one of the first hires I had at Side One that now works at Apple, this kid named Maddie that was just like, you know, you gave me a job when no one would. Aww, and, you know, and I Joe. just buckling. I was yeah. crying. It was
1: emotional for me to make. I don't yeah. know if you could tell. Oh my, my gosh. Thing, but I was emotional making it. Yeah. Yeah, it was you good. know I'd it, love to see the whole thing.
0: Yeah, it was great. And it, it was just, you know, turning fifty for people that are listening right now, it's not bad. I'm kinda stoked on it. First rad parenting right now that a uh, 50-year-old man As a 50 year old. As a 50-year-old man. <laughs> and I hope that you guys notice uh, moving on in the show, the maturity <laughs> that I have.
1: The greater wisdom. Than ever before.
0: Yeah, I really hope that that happens. i got a feeling it won't. But with that <laughs> said, um, before we start the show, this is super, super important. And I usually say this for the end, but I want to let you guys know a little bit of business right now. Uh, so check it out. It has been, uh, we're coming up on like, uh, um, we're getting closer and closer to the 100th episode. And we've been getting so many great reviews and, we and
1: emails. Emails. Always. I was just working on those, ladies and gentlemen, and yeah. they are amazing.
0: Yeah. Amazing. And actually, uh this past weekend I uh Anaya jumped in there and started answering a bunch of the emails. I know sometimes you guys email it takes a little bit for us to get back to you, but Anea's but back. We will I'm back. Radparenting at gmail dot com. Please send in the emails. Right now there's a fly in our studio that is just it's buzzing. Making around. me mad. Yeah. Uh with that said, we came up with an idea we did it a few months ago, and the idea was if you guys want a personal session, check it out. Anea's down for this. Personal session, 45 minutes. By you, phone. By phone. <laughs> you got to clarify not that. i
1: flying across the country.
0: Uh, 45 minutes with Anaya. You will get 45 minutes with Anaya. And all you have to do is this. Write a review on iTunes. And people do it all the time. You write a review on iTunes, and then you take a photo of it, uh, screenshot it, and send it to radparenting at gmail.com. And if you can do it now, uh, today is today is August the 14th. 14th. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do the 15th, 16th, 17th, 18th, 19th, 20th, 21st. Yep. When the next episode between August 14th and August 21st, take a snapshot of the uh, review that you write on iTunes. I'm going to pick a winner, and I'll totally do it by random. Mm-hmm. And the winner will get a 45-minute call from Anaya. You get on the phone with her. That's is basically how I met We Anea. can talk
1: about whatever, whatever parenting issues, challenges that you want to talk through.
0: And I can tell you right now, that was the phone call that really was the germ to the show because we, Anae and I got on the phone because mm-hmm. I couldn't come in for a, a real meeting. And we started talking about some stuff that we were going through here as a family. And that turned into the show because I just put her on speaker and, and Karen was like, this is a show right here. The two of you talking. <laughs> I was like, really? Because I don't know what I'm talking about. Anae knows everything. <laughs> so once again- Write a review on iTunes. Why do you write the review on iTunes? Because more people find out about the show. This is so DIY, this show. Do it yourself. Uh, and if, if, if you can get that snapshot, send it to me, radparenting at gmail.com. I'll pick a winner between August 14th and August 21st. That's Boom. our business. Love it. Okay.
1: Okay, let's dive in.
0: Let's dive into today's show. And instead of me teeing it up... Mm. I want you to tee it up sure. because you actually, well, actually your family member came up with the idea for today's show.
1: Yeah. So, so this, just this morning, as I was continuing my list of like different topics and PS, like some of the emails that we've gotten recently that I was working on over the weekend, just such good ideas. So those are coming and please keep sending emails with your ideas because we can't think of them all. Um, so I said to my eight year old, soon to be nine year old, um, what is something like Joe and I are coming up with topics for red parenting as an eight year old, what are some things that you want parents to know about how maybe they can parent their kids better? And it took her about like without exaggeration, less than 10 seconds. And she said, oh, I know one, tell parents to tell their kids the truth. And I was like, huh, good one. And she, and part of that, and she kind of went on to, you know, I, she could have just left it at that, but part of what really grabbed my attention is her experience, because We speak so openly with her and and I've said on this show before that my policy is I trust her questions. I trust that her questions mean one of two things. One, just developmentally, she's at a place where she has seen something in the world or experienced something in the world that is now registered with her or is stuck because kids see things obviously from the time they're itty bitty and not everything sticks if they're not ready for it. So she's seen something or heard something and it's stuck with her and now she wants to, to process it or understand it better so she comes to me with a question. Um, or she's heard something that maybe might've been premature, but now she needs some guidance because she's been exposed to it. So I think those are the two situations where we're going to have our kids coming and asking questions. um, And it's important that we tell them the truth because they sense when we don't. hundred percent. I always say kids are really close to the source, spirit, whatever you want to call it. And I think that they have really, really strong intuitions. So if the people that they trust most to tell them the truth, don't tell them the truth, they feel it. And we start setting them up for some really like a not trusting themselves and trusting those feelings, but ultimately down the road, not trusting us because sooner or later, they're going to get the correct information or get the truth. And they're going to be like, why didn't you tell me the truth? So that's what we're going to talk about today is how do we manage that? How do we navigate that?
0: And and when you brought up this topic, when we were, uh, drink coffee, uh, about an hour ago talking about what we possibly might do for today's show. And you brought this up. I love it so much because A, you're going right to the source. This eight-year-old yeah. living in your house yep. that says, hey, Here's I think what it's I, impor- want. I think it's important that we know the truth. And it right away reminded me of the show that we did on communication and mm-hmm. the other show that we did on talking to teenagers. I think we said, you know, talking to the aliens that are teenagers yeah. and building that communication with our teenagers. I know a lot of the people that listen to the show, they have the young ones. So this is a perfect show Mm -hmm. for the people that have young children. Uh, But I, I right away realized that one of the main foundations with the communication in our own home and we, I mean, we communicate about everything almost to a fault. Mm-hmm. Like I think, I think there's sometimes too much communication You're like, going more on. than
1: I need to know. Yeah. Or, to stop there. And
0: also, and also everything needs to be discussed. I mean, we are having discussions all the time mm-hmm. in the house, which I love. But you know, at a certain point you're like, you, and this is so wrong to say, but I will. You're just like, you know what? Just do it. And then you say this because I said so. There's no, I am not going <laughs> to discuss this. I mm-hmm. need the Cheerios that you threw all over the backyard swept up. Like I just had that conversation before I walked in here (laughs) because Nate filmed a video and they're like, we're going to throw Cheerios around. And then then I was like, bro, you got to sweep them up. Why? Because I want, you know, there you go. But with that said, do you feel that this telling the truth from an early age is that foundation that all parents are looking for to build with their son or daughter into the teen years to have the communication that we want so bad?
1: Uh, 100%. If your child learns early on that asking a question trying to get to the bottom of something they're curious about, something they've seen out in the world, they've heard from one of their friends, whatever. If they get the sense that it is not a safe place to go or a fulfilling place to go, meaning I asked mom or dad multiple times, they're not telling me or they're not telling me the truth um, or they got upset, angry. Um, Here's a really important juicy little tidbit that I just came across recently. There's a study floating around. I think that's fairly recent, although it just crossed my path, um, that says that children read shame on a parent's face as anger. Mm. So in other words, if a ch- if our children, if my child comes to me, and, and a really typical scenario for that would be, your kid comes and asks you a question that's say related to sex. Mm-hmm. And if the parent is like, oh boy, like I, I don't know how to ask that, or I feel you know weird or embarrassed or ashamed around that topic, or that my kid's even asking, a young child will interpret shame as anger and chances are he or she will not come back and ask you again. And what that means, ladies and gentlemen, is if your kid does not feel like they can come to you for, for the, as a source of information, a trusted source of information, then they will go elsewhere and chances are they're not going to get the same accuracy, maybe um, it's not going to be where, where we, as responsible parents, would say, "Okay, so as we've always said, there's we want to tell truths and information that is developmentally appropriate, right?" Mm-hmm. So, um, if the kid goes somewhere else, and either to a friend or to the internet, for example, they may get a, a version of the truth that is more than they are ready for, and so it's really important that we, we give our kids honest, direct answers that are developmentally appropriate when they ask us questions about whatever.
0: Key word you said right there, development, say it again.
1: Developmentally appropriate. And, I, and I, it's so okay. I can't even say it. It's a lot of developmentally appropriate.
0: That is so important for you to note that because a listener, I know I would be like, wait a minute, I got a three year old you know wants to talk about sex, which yep. hey, that happens. Yep. Where do babies come from? Yep. How do you you know the more importantly, how do you make a baby? Yep. Uh let's talk about that. Okay. When when you know, the developmental, when to dive into certain topics. And obviously opinions here. This is just your opinions, but but can you broad stroke that for me? Sure,
1: sure. So I think that, you know, first of all, if we're listening and watching as parents, we should be the ones that know our kid best. We've spent the most time with them. We're more invested in them than any other human being on the planet. And so when I say developmentally appropriate, I want to be really clear that what I'm saying is that our child's questions and the way that they're moving through the world and the way that we see them understand the world um, is what is going to dictate what is developmentally appropriate, right? Because you could have somebody who's eight and who's been super sheltered and so they are going to need a slightly different... And when I say version of the truth, I don't mean it's less truthful. It means that we're choosing language and most importantly, we're choosing analogies because children really tend to be able to receive information best, Joe's very excited about this because he's the analogy king, Um, that uh, analogies that are uh, relevant to them is what is going to make it easiest for them to take in that information and have it make sense, right? So that's really what I'm saying. What I do not mean to be very clear, and this is something that I have a lot of, um, unfortunately, I'm going to say unfortunately, experience with, is for example, at with Real Girl, we, I send out an email um, at the you know before camp when we've I've just come out of camp season, so this is a really fresh example, but parents going oh my God, so my daughter's only nine and I understand that you're going to be talking about menstruation or hormones or whatever. Like, are you sure they're ready for that? I kind of want her to stay innocent, you know? And I'm like, I mean, again, it always kind of makes my head just explode a little bit when I hear that kind of language. Although I understand it and I understand a parent who's had their own experience of like, whoa, nobody talked to me about this stuff till I was 12 or 14 or, you know, it's all the data, all the data, most of the data. Let me not exaggerate suggests very strongly that children are best equipped to make good decisions out in the world that keep them safe, that do right by other human beings that they're moving through the world with when they have accurate and plentiful information about a given topic. So whether it's sex, whether it's about their bodies, whether it's about kind of bad stuff that's going on out in the world, there is, it's important that we give them accurate information but through analogies that are going to help them make sense and have it be relevant in their little worlds.
0: Yeah. Well, I, and, and, and listening to you on this side, I my brain is just like a computer just going through its desktop of all of the different scenarios mm-hmm. that we've gone through in our house from the time our daughter was super young mm-hmm. until right now with having two teenagers cuz right now i'm i'm living in a household with i finally have two teenagers yep and i'm a 50 year old man so it's <laughs> happening like the day has come mm-hmm. and i realized that a lot of the communication even on this family vacation that we just had. Because when you're on vacation, you really get an opportunity to spend more time with each other. There isn't the driving around, there isn't the daily tasks that have to be done because you're on vacation. And it really let me see the way that our communication works among the four of us like I said, sometimes, and it's just me personal, it's too much. You know, it's just, we're talking, it's just talking about everything all the time. But but also, I wouldn't change it for the world, but it does go back to, and this is my personal experience, with these conversations that we would have with my son or daughter. And they were always, you know, they were, they were topics that, you know, where do babies come from? That was a huge topic with my daughter when she was super, super young. She was, I didn't I didn't even think someone would be asking, and when she was obsessed with it. You know, the the OCD that I have with knowing when, you know, what the first release of the Ramones was or like, where was the first class show? Like she had that type of, uh, just
1: hyper focus,
0: hyper focus, passion about, I need to know where children come from and more importantly, how do you make one? And she was, I want to say like three or four years old to the point where we had to sit down and like you say, give an age appropriate, uh, Diagram and conversation yes. to her that got her to go, Okay, thank you for that. Yep. I'm gonna move on now, which I really feel is probably the foundation for why we have the communication with her. To now, when she says, Hey, I'm going to a party, and I'll never forget, it. I was driving to a party the other day, and you know, the other night, she's like, yeah, you give me a ride. I'm like, Yeah, I'll give you a ride, no problem. We're driving in the car. And it was it was a moment I never anticipated in my entire life. And she goes, "Yeah, you know, blah, 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 we're driving." I'm like, "Yeah, what's you know, I'm a dad. Hey, what's going on at the party tonight? They're gonna be drinking? Yeah, probably. Okay. You know, I go, do you? You know, you don't drink. I, I, I know she doesn't drink, but I said, "Are you gonna have? Are you gonna have a couple of beers? No, dad. You know, I don't drink. And I always ask her, why don't you drink? Like, mm-hmm. I like to know why. She's like, mm-hmm. 'Cause I just don't. I just don't want to. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? She's like, Yeah, it's just that's not for me. I'm like, Okay, cool." Mm-hmm. So we're driving, and I'm just going like that. And I go, "There's probably gonna be weed at the party." She's like, "Yeah, edibles." And I swear, I was like, "Edibles? Oh my gosh! (laughs) Like, I haven't even... Like, and I right there, I I had, I dude, the look you're talking about. It wasn't, it wasn't shame. It was pure confusion of like, "Oh damn, I haven't told you, edibles will wreck you. Don't even eat the pot brownie because you'll be high for like seven days. You'll never come down." And she, (laughs) and I'm just going totally off to her about. People offer you gummy bears. Do not eat gummy bears. There's these fish that I love the red fish that'll wreck you. Mm-hmm. Don't eat this. The oils. And she goes, Dad. She's all, like, Dad, we've already had this conversation. It's not. You know, it, I know mm-hmm. that those things that are at right there, but I'm not. I'm not. That's not my scene. Mm-hmm. And I'm just letting you know what's going on. Right. You know, she's yep. also a sixteen-year-old young lady. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. And right there, it made me realize because we had these conversations and we told her the truth yep. in a way that her brain could understand yep. it. You know, we weren't busting out movies going, hey, this is how you make a person. Yep. Check it out. You know, we weren't doing that. But I really feel that that was really the core to us having that honesty in the family. Yeah, Which sometimes, totally. and I'll share this with you guys right now, and I know Anne is going to back me on this, sometimes communication and honesty is scary. It is. It is. Because someone will tell you the truth of what's really going on, and you're like, oh, my gosh. Yep. Not here sure we I was go. ready for that. I wasn't ready for exactly. that. Exactly.
1: And I think in those moments, we always just have to remind ourselves of what the <laughs> alternative is. Yeah. Oh. Because if somebody who cares less about our child's well-being I and what I'm saying here ladies and gentlemen is like peers, right? Yeah. Our kid can't get it from their parents. They are going to ask their their friends who know even less than they do, certainly less than we do as their parents, and that's where they're going to go and get that information. And so if the alternative is them having misinformation and not making informed, healthy choices for themselves, you want to you want to take the hit and dig deep and like, you know, seize that moment.
0: Okay. Now now um I want to throw out some tools for our listeners with the three year olds, the four year olds, okay. the five year olds. Mm-hmm. I feel like we got a, a, we feel, I feel like we have a lot of listeners like that. Which by the way, let me let us know if that's what you know, hit us an email, radparenting at gmail.com, and be like, hey, I listen to your show and my son or daughter is five. Yep. Just so we can get a gauge yep. of where yep. you guys where, where everyone's mm-hmm. at. Okay. With that said, give me some examples of maybe in your own household of mm-hmm. some questions that were asked to you. <laughs> Is, is that I have cool? an
1: extraordinarily curious daughter, so okay, yeah, my, my youngest. Yes, and and so
0: the funny. thing I always love about you is you have it. You know, you have a 21 year old, and then you have an eight year old. So yeah. you, you have the. This is how it went down, mm-hmm. and this is how it's going down. Yeah, um, just for someone that you know, that, like has a three or four year old that's coming at them with a question. That I the look that you said on your face of shame. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever given that look. Mm-hmm. But is there a study on the look of? confusion. Because <laughs> um, this is the look. I'm going to show you the look I give a lot, okay. a lot of times. Like, like yep. that. Like yep. just like, uh, like yep. what are we really right now? Right. We're going to talk about this. Sure. So can you kind of maybe break that down for the parents that, are just starting the journey with some of the questions that are coming in.
1: So, so the kinds of questions, yeah, that or kids maybe are some of the questions that you had in your
0: own household, like well, the, I gave you, the, I gave you the, you know, where do babies come yeah. from? So how do you make them? That's going to be a big them? one.
1: That's going to be a big you know, one. But even
0: in the world right now, I mean, there's a lot. Of, you know, you look at the news. There's a there's yes. a lot of there's a lot of tension out there. There's a lot of bigger issues going on. Does Pi look at that and go, Wow, what's going on yes, there? For sure. And how so, do you? Give a snapshot of the world, but also not scare your child and right. not ever come out of the house again.
1: Yeah. Whew, okay. So there's a lot there. So let me say first and foremost that just to put everybody's minds at ease in terms of having those like, oh, oh, oh dear, like wasn't expecting this yet, you are 100% always allowed. And I would encourage you to, if you need to take a beat, which might mean, you know what. That's a really good question. And that language is also really important, by the way. That's a really good question. I'm so excited that you have such a curious mind. Making statements like that are going to be really um, important in encouraging your child to feel safe and keep asking you questions. You want them to keep coming to you. I love that. Even if it makes you squirm. So saying like, that's a really great question, or I'm so happy that you're so so curious. I'm going to need... I'm going to need a minute to think about that. Or I'm going to need to like, I'm going to think about that today while I'm at work and you're at school and let's talk about it at dinner or let's talk about it before bedtime. I strongly encourage you to like take that whenever you need to, because you will have, you will do right by your child much more of the time if you have a moment or several moments to get your act together and, and figure out, okay, what is the, truthful, developmentally appropriate answer that I am going to give my child versus either shutting it down because you're freaked out, which is like worst case scenario that you shut them down, in which case they go, oh, I just did something wrong. Mommy's mad, daddy's mad, whatever, because, and I shouldn't be asking questions. You don't want that. And then to even, to it takes some time to, to figure out what is going to be the best approach on this question for my child. Um, so that's number one. And then number two is, uh, in terms of the, 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 questions that are probably going to come up most often that are going to be notable are going to be about the topics that we're not speaking about openly in front of them. So it's going to be sex. It's going to be death. It's going to be babies. It's going to be, um, things, and it's really important because we want them to have a healthy relationship with those topics. All of those things are part of life. And if we want them to move through the world and feel like, they are informed and they have information, and it's good for them to keep asking questions, whether they're sitting in school or they're sitting at the dinner table or driving to school. Then we have to we have to create an environment that really nurtures that.
0: That's a great that layout right there. Really, gosh, I wish I would have had that, you know, 10 years ago. Taking a beat. I sure. love that. For sure. You take a beat and everything else in our life. You know, you get up in the morning, you write your to-do list. All right, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that.
1: And the danger you know? of not doing it is our kids can misread our like our panic when we don't believe we can take a beat as, oh, I just did something wrong.
0: It's no different than when we tell our kids, uh, hey, I totally blew it today. Uh, I want to let you know that I acted this way. That was yes. out of line. I'm a human being. Yep. You're repairing the rupture. Absolutely. Your children see you. Taking Actually responsibility, taking responsibility for yeah. your actions. So what you're saying here is, is that check it out. I'm not Google. I don't have every answer. That is a killer question that you just asked yeah. me. Yeah, let's go uh, find
1: out together. Yeah, let's. Or take... let me get my thoughts together, and then I'm going to get back hey, to you at the end of the day.
0: I love that. Uh, you know, the question you asked me is awesome, and I'm going to answer it in six days. So yeah. there you go.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So, so I think I think just having that like. First and foremost, having that in your back pocket, knowing that the kinds of questions... And let me tell you, like people we underestimate, think back to your own childhood and then drop whatever... Like if you were eight when you started asking about sex, drop it back two or three years because... The exposure that our kids have, and it could even be like, even if you're like a no TV household, if you drive in the world, there are billboards, there are, our kids are not in bubbles. They're exposed to other kids who don't have the same restrictions. So it's really important to sort of anticipate what is probably coming down the pipe so that you can be as prepared as possible while knowing all the while that at any given moment, if you're caught off guard or you're not quite ready, you can take some time.
0: Hardest question you've ever been asked by your two kids.
1: That you had to take a beat. My.
0: I want to know what gave you
1: Maya well, Bogue
0: uh, that you had to say. I got to take a beat.
1: There have been a few. I would say I had no idea that my eight-year-old was going to be so. And this initially happened at least a year ago. I mean. she was not satisfied with just like, she wanted to know where babies came from, like how that whole thing went down. And I thought we were just going to be able to be like, oh, well, they come out of a mommy's belly, you Mm -hmm. know, blah, blah, blah. But she wanted to know, you know, and every answer I gave her, she had another question like, well, where did the sperm come from? You know, well, how does it get out of the man's body? Like these kinds of, and it just, and I had to just continue (laughs) to roll with it. And I was okay also being like, wow, like you have lots of questions and I'm really trying to keep up with you here, but this is a little bit hard for mama because I wasn't expecting this. You can say those things. The key thing is we don't want to have a reaction that they read as, oh, oh, I've just done something wrong by asking my mom or my dad questions because they won't do it. They'll stop doing it. And to your point, when, by the time they're teenagers and they're navigating really challenging territory, we want them to, we want to have this open line of communication and this foundation for safe, open question asking to be well established. Um...
0: Well, it's just like anything that we've ever read is that you can't expect to have the trust of your children at 15 and 16 if in the early stages of your relationship with them you were not able to be truthful with them. And like you said, age-appropriate. But they go, wow, anytime I ask this guy a question, it's a BS answer. So yeah. why am I going to tell that's him right. what's going on when that's I'm 15 right. or 16, 19, 20, 21? Yeah. It, it really starts the line of communication so early on. And that's why I felt that this show was so important because it is one of those those uh, tools that we can have in the parenting toolbox that really stays in there the whole, the whole relationship with your son or daughter.
1: Yes. Yeah. And right. yeah, and there and yeah, and you just there's this just no going wrong with this because I'm gonna just throw out this other word is we want our children to trust us, and we want that trust to be rooted in 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 reality, like not a false sense of trust, like oh my mom and dad love me, but that they feel in their bodies when they're coming to us with questions that we have told them the truth, because if our children distrust us then the whole relationship, not only the communication, but all the various facets take a hit, in my opinion. I really, I really think that if you think about any relationship that you have out in the world, or the sort of prototype the experience you want them to have for what a trust-based relationship feels like, looks like, sounds like, you're it. So set that, set that bar with them so that when they go out in the world and they're communicating with other people and maybe somebody else, a random person, a friend, a teacher is not telling the truth, they trust that feeling in their body when something is not is not the truth. And 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 we're seeing, I think right now in this country, how important it is to not only be educated, but to know the difference and to have a critical mind and be able to sense like what's true and what's not. So that if you're gonna form an opinion or take action in the world, it's rooted in being informed with truthful information.
0: Yeah, and there's always been, at least when I was growing up, question the answers. That was just yes, something nice. my parents always said to me, question the answer. Love Don't it. be afraid to question the answer. I gotta ask you this. Are there any times in raising your two daughters that you ever they asked you something that was just too heavy for you to 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 really give them the truthful answer? Um, you know, I, I I don't know why I'm thinking of this, but like I don't know, maybe some sort of maybe I, I'm just thinking of this because it's it's August and and it was you know during the Manson. Mm-hmm. You know, the whole Manson oh, wow. thing year, years ago. Wow, and, yeah. you know, that stuff floats around. Dad, what's, what, was, you know, the what was the Manson murder? The Manson yeah, the an, yeah, anniversary of that? the Manson murders. I know right now everyone listening to Rad Parents like, whoa, downer. wow, yeah. this is a downer. <laughs> we just took okay, a turn. But, you know, any of those, any topic that's a young mind asks you that you do feel like, hey, you know what? I'm not going to tell them the truth. A hundred percent, I'm going to maybe well, that's pat the, it a little see, bit. That's is that the, the age appropriate? That's the age of okay. the
1: developmentally appropriate piece is... So you're not going to be like, we're not talking about that. Please, please, parents, never say, we're not talking about that. We don't talk about that. Can you say, that.
0: hey, you know what? Let's talk about that at another time. But that's an important topic. Can you yeah, say that? Yes,
1: but I would be specific about the another time. Because right. just kind of putting it on off indefinitely, I think that there's always... And and these are things, like parents, after you listen to this episode, just take a moment and have like what would, I think, make for a really meaningful conversation with your partner about... You know, I was listening to this episode, and especially with everything going on in the world right now we're just coming off of you know a really tough weekend here in Definitely. the United States um where kids are going to be seeing a lot in the news. It's like the answer is not we're not talking about that. Go to your partner and say, what do we want our approach to be how can we what is a what is a what can be our sort of go to meaningful not a uh, a cop out answer but that kind of speaks to human behavior and why people do quote unquote bad things. And so, so for example, with everything that's just happened, we're just coming off of the whole thing in Virginia and, and Charlottesville. And so to me, it's like if you had a child that hears something at school or on the news, there's a conversation to be had about, you know, sometimes when people are afraid, they treat each other really badly.
0: And if you don't give that answer, going back to what you said a few minutes ago, they're going to try to find the answer somewhere else. That's right. And if you go on the internet, exactly. do you really want the answer coming exactly. from there? You do, you do want not the answer want
1: unfiltered... From, yeah. the, uh,
0: from from someone else that's outside of your family, yeah. or do you want to hit it head on? And I think it's so important what you also said, sitting down with your partner, and I love the idea of before those questions are asked, yeah. make a list. Yeah. Hey, how are we going to handle this? Yes. When they ask this, well, they're never going to talk about that. Write it on oh, the list. Oh, yes, they are. Yes, they are. Yeah.
1: If you thought of it, it's because you've been exposed to something in the world and they, one way or another, we live in a, I call it everywhere media. We are raising children at a time where there is everywhere media, no matter how many restrictions you try to put on your kids in terms of when they're in your house, unless you've got them on lock, and I hope that's not the case, (laughs) then they are going to be exposed to these things. So yeah, sit down with your partner. And this is just a, this is to me a a fundamental part of conscious parenting. It's sort of like anticipating what's coming down the pipe and be, being as prepared as you can be. And if in the moment, just to reiterate one more time, you are caught off guard, you are 100% allowed. And it's great modeling too. Our kids shouldn't feel like if somebody comes to them with an answer that they have to either lie or, or come up with something just to have something to say rather than knowing that it's 100% okay to be like, you know, I'm not sure what I think about that yet. I need to get back to you on that, or I need, to, I need more information before I can share that with you, or I don't know, let's find out together.
0: My biggest takeaway from this episode, take a beat. Take, take a beat. beat. Yep. We take a beat in our life all day long, why not take a beat when we get asked a question that we don't have the answer for, instead of just throwing something out there that's BS, because our kids are gonna know that, we're knowing it, we're doing everyone a disservice at that point, nothing wrong with saying take a beat, but going back to what you're saying, also throw a time period on when we are yes, going to talk about Yes, be
1: specific about, about when you're coming back to it so yes. that they don't think that you, you've also been dishonest about that. Like, oh, I thought we were going to talk about this, mom. How come it hasn't come up again?
0: Yeah, you said take a beat and then you ran away, dad. That's right. You ran to the hills. Yes. I never yeah. saw you again.
1: Yeah. And I think I think remembering that when silence communicates most of the time, silence communicates that this is something that's bad, this is taboo, this is something that's shameful that we're not supposed to talk about. And then it steers our kids sort of into the shadows to find out in other ways. And that rarely, if ever, goes well. Things that that, that, that can't come into the light and be talked about or looked at or processed tend to mutate into something that is not so good.
0: Love it, great episode. Thank you, Pi, for a great topic. (laughs) <laughs> Talking the truth Yeah uh, Before we get out of here I want to let everyone know too That you have a chance to hang out with Anaya uh, And myself October 1st It's a shout out That's going to be going on It's about over You know We're almost what Six m- weeks out Six weeks out yep. October 1st It's Stand Up For Girls It is uh, a show that will be going on At the Improv In Hollywood So that's the yep. only bummer Is that if wherever you are you gotta You're come not to in Hollywood. LA <laughs> You're not in LA But if you can um, Some of the comics on the show I'll be hosting the night Some of the comics we have on the show Anaya
1: Pete Holmes from HBO's Crashing in in their second season. Uh, Nikki Glaser. um, 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 Natasha Leggero from Another Period and a bunch of other stuff. um, And more that are coming down the pipe very, very soon. There's a
0: huge superstar. We cannot say their name, but if it happens... I'm going to be so stoked because I'll be hosting so I actually get to shake their hand when they come to the stage. And this
1: is, we need to say, so this is um, our annual fundraiser for, so as most of you know, um, years ago, I created a program called Real Girl. Um, We now, it's an empowerment program for girls. Also now we have boys programs, Real Boy. In Guatemala, our program is thriving in terms of the need and and the schools that have us in, but it is a 100% um, fundraise based program and So the Real Girl Foundation, which is our not-for-profit arm, um, does this fundraiser every year. Tickets are um, 100% tax deductible. Every penny goes to supporting our program and the empowerment work that we're doing with girls and boys um, domestically and internationally, and we would love to have you out.
0: And to get tickets, all you have to do is go to improv.com, and then you select the Hollywood Improv, and then all the information for the show will be there October 1st, Come on out, support. If you're in Los Angeles, please, please come. And the last thing we're going to let you guys know, or last thing I'm going to let you know, is September, uh, I believe, uh, 19th and 20th, I will be in Seattle and Portland. And we have great listeners up there, because I can go on and see where all you guys are listening to the show. And Portland Seattle, come out for the show. We'll give more details about that later. But right now, it's all about October 1st, Stand Up For Girls, live at the Improv in Hollywood. Huge, huge lineup. I'm super excited about it. Last yeah, time I wore a suit when I was on the show. Yeah,
1: I know you did. And it really is, what, what's so great about this event is you get a whole bunch of great comedians all and on, in, in one sitting um, and it's for a good cause and your tax, it's a tax deductible ticket, so.
0: Love it. All right, want to thank everyone for listening to the show. Any questions, you can always hit us up at radparenting at gmail.com. Also, between October 14th and, uh, or sorry, no, between August, August 14th and August 21st, send us a snapshot, uh, a screenshot of your review on iTunes. I'm going to pick a winner, and Aenea will call you at your house and spend 45 minutes with you on the phone for free. Like, that is amazing. 45 minutes dedicated time from AneA Bogue. That's all i got to say. All right, my name is Joe Sib. And Anea Bogue. We're out of here.
1: Late! Late.